Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. You guys are in for a treat here, Tribe Sisters, because I have my amazing friend, Grace Presley, here. She is a storyteller, and she guides women in telling their stories. And Grace and I met by way of our business coach and um, collective mastermind experience. And it was just amazing. And she's one of those souls that like, oh my gosh, you look at Grace and you're like, oh, she knows me. Like she gets me. And I just love it so much because I feel so safe within her presence. So Grace, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my goodness, Jillian. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was, you know, just incredibly kind and, you know, sweet of you. (laughs) Well, you are incredibly kind and sweet and I'm just really grateful to have you here. Yes. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you today. I know. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Like virtual hug through the computer. It's such a good time. Um, Grace, all right, storytelling. And like you and I were just talking before um, I pressed record, and story is such an integral part of all things. Like the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we get to release, the stories that we present to the world, the story of our life, of our loves, of our business, of everything. And everybody's got stories. Like how, just like, I mean, we're going to go in deep here, but like, how did you come to this place of like, I'm a really good storyteller and I feel like I can help other people rewrite, relearn and retell their story. I feel like it was like almost an accident. Like it wasn't something that, that, you know, whenever you have like those natural capabilities of doing something, you know, people would ask me, Grace, you know, you're, you're great at telling story. You're great at telling this. Thank you for, you know, sharing that part of your story, but it wasn't something that I had to consciously think about. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I'll I'll rewind a little bit. Yes, please do. I would love it. And I have to actually throw out there, you're wearing the best sweatshirt right now ever. (laughs) One of your sweatshirts, you are a story worth loving and we'll get into that afterwards, but yes, please do rewind for us. I I kind of live in this right now. Um, but so I can tell you that, um, sharing my story wasn't always easy Mm -hmm. and, um, just even opening up and telling like those those places where you hold shame around your story hasn't, it's not easy. It's not, it's almost like a taboo, taboo subject, you know, that you hold that in, um, for a long time. And so, um, I, I'll tell you, I guess, part of my story. So I was married and, um, I was married. We were in the military. He was in the military and, um, 
we, we moved, we moved to North Carolina and things just, you know, really started to, to become, to unravel, I suppose, is a way to put it. Um, it started to, to get stressful and in our marriage, you know, arguments, that kind of stuff. But, um, eventually it led to domestic violence and, um, abuse and um, I always felt for the longest time that you can't tell anybody that part of your story. One, because he would tell me, you know, nobody's going to believe you. And two, there was so much shame surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Three, uh, you, when you're in the military and you move, a lot of the time um, the army spouse has the job. And if you report that, you know, it's going to to make them lose that, their, their jobs. So, um, we, you know, I, I just, I held that in for a really long time and eventually I told somebody, um, because it came to that point where I had to, and, um, it just kind of unraveled a whole slew of things there. So, um, <laughs> gosh, there's just so much that goes into it. So, Go for it, girlfriend. We're here for you. This is the, this, these stories need to be told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, along with that too, you know, I, I share too on Instagram and I've shared that part of my story that integrates with that, um, had an history of an eating disorder too. And, um, there's a lot of shame surrounding that. So like it all just, you know, when I, when I was going through that part with my, my eating disorder too, it, led me to meet a man who treated me the same way I felt about myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that kind of integrates within that, but going back into telling my story, I can remember the first time when I did tell somebody, I went to a counselor, you know, I had my job. I went to a job counselor and she said, you know, Grace, she said, if anybody knew what was going on in your household, they would take Sawyer away from you because that's considered child abuse. And um, he can't go and tell, tell anybody what's going on, but um, he would um, child protective services would take him away from you. And so at that point it led me to reaching out to somebody and asking for help. So she said that if it were happening to Sawyer, Sawyer would be taken. Oh, no, it was her occurrence. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, because it's it uh, abuse is happening in a house with a child in it, mm. and he can't say this is happening. He can't, he can't, um, he can't just go ask for help. You know, right. he's in an abusive household. So that really flipped a switch for me, as in this can't keep happening. And so I, I my voice felt silenced for so long, you know, just in that, you know, what I mentioned before him saying, nobody will ever believe you. And also the fact you want to keep your family together, you know, that's, you know, you have a baby and, you know, that was the most important thing for me growing up with a single mom. I wanted my child to have that father figure in their life. So I just kept on trying to make it work. But I went and I told and um, I asked for help. And so that just kind of released a whole slew of, of stuff happening and investigations and having to tell my story over and over and over. And it re- 
led into um, to divorce, to mm-hmm. taking that that whole step two. And, um, and then it led to telling my story in that way. But it led to me also hitting rock bottom and just like, you feel like you have nothing left. Like, who am I anymore? I'm the single mom. I'm a divorced parent by the time I'm 30, um, a whole bunch of stuff. And so um, I felt alone for a really long time. And um, I, I couldn't really reach out and to family who understood that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt that when I started writing about that, or I started journaling about that, or, or the first post that I made about being a single mother and going through divorce on Instagram, like when you click, you know, submit or you click uh, share on there, people started reaching out to me too. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, like not a weight had been lifted, but just kind of like a comforting feeling like, oh my gosh, like there are other people who share in um, that pain or not necessarily are going through the same thing, but you can release and become vulnerable and share and people just get you. And that's, um, that's comforting. That's, you know, um, and it's led to this, it's led to, you know, me talking to you and to the mastermind and a whole bunch of other things, but just um, when you can share those vulnerable vulnerable parts of yourself and your story, it allows so much in return um, to to being accepted and uh, connection and community and re- just releasing that shame is a huge thing too. Yeah, and I'd love to deep dive into that in a moment, but first I want to just acknowledge you and honor you because that's a lot. That's a lot that you. Yeah you know, you withstood and you had to go through and, and your son, you know, all of it, but you are so incredibly strong and beautiful and just, you are a miracle. You truly are. And I just wanted to reflect back to you, the love and the space that we're holding for you with that, because you're brave, you're brave. Yeah. And I think we all have those, you know, it doesn't have to go on to as deep as like, an eating disorder and domestic abuse and all of, you know, all of this kind of stuff, but we all have those stories. We all have, um, you know, those, um, those dips where you hit that, whatever it is, it doesn't necessarily have to be rock bottom, but it's like a pivot point where, you know, my pivot point was that counselor or my pivot point was actually finding that voice and telling these people I needed help. And this is what's going on in my marriage we all have those and um, it takes strength to be able to do that or to even be able to recognize that yeah um, that part of ourselves where we can essentially you can stay where you are or you can forge a new path and that is really scary but it takes bravery and it takes strength and yeah to do that. So, but thank you for that. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're just amazing. And I just love you so very much. Can we dive a little bit deeper into shame? Like what is shame? Why do we carry it in these, in these moments where logically we know better, we know, you know, that we shouldn't stay in an abusive situation, but the shame almost it perpetuates it. It almost keeps us there longer. Can we, can we dive into it from your, I mean, you've obviously lived it. You've obviously released, you obviously know how to 
to walk people through releasing it, but what is that shame and why, why do we carry it through all those moments? Yeah, I think for me, um, shame came, it came in, in multiple um, avenues, I suppose. It came from not one, like I said before, you know, nobody will ever believe you in that aspect, but two, it was so integral for me. Like that, that was just my biggest thing. I wanted to have my family together. Hmm. I wanted, I so badly wanted to have what I didn't have growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to be a divorced mother. I didn't want to be a single mother. You know, it's just, it's essentially those stories you're telling yourself, like those old stories too, um, Mm -hmm. that also integrates into the shame. But um, I think we carry it because we see other people um, not always putting on um, or like removing the facade. They've still got that filter, multiple layers of filters in their lives. And, um, you know, we think that we have to do that too. And um, so there's shame surrounding like a rock bottom or there's shame surrounding these stories we're telling ourselves or there's shame surrounding what we're essentially going through. And um, it's shameful and almost embarrassing to be able to say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And um, I just need help. And Mm. so um, I think as a society, we do that. And as a culture, we do that. And social media, we do that. You know, you see these nine squares of picture perfect people doing, you know, (laughs) you know, rocking their lives when essentially, you know, you don't see what's behind the screen. And so there's a lot that goes into that too. But um, releasing shame has to start with it. Well, it has to start with getting honest with yourself Mm. and getting truthful with yourself um, and then making a choice to, to, you know, that pivot point to, you know, the pain has to be the pain of staying the same. I think that's a Tony Robbins quote. The pain of staying the same has to be greater than the actual pain of changing. Yeah. That, that all integrates into shame. And then eventually when you can really get truthful with yourself um, and just dive deep and get honest um, within yourself. Um, I think it takes steps to release that shame, but you you can do it. What are you getting truthful with yourself about? The reality of what's going on and you know your life. So for me, um, when you're in an abusive marriage, there's so much, there's emotional abuse, there's physical abuse, not for everybody, but there's, you know, financial abuse, all this, every realm of abusers, you know, you had to get honest about what was actually happening in that marriage for me. Um, And so you have to dive deep about, or I had to personally dive deep about, is this how I can see myself in a year from now. Is this what I want for my child? Is this, um, you know, what, what he would tell me what was actually going on and like the cycle of abuse, you know, you actually kind of question, did this really happen? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it did. And I wasn't crazy, um, as he would have coined it, but you have to really get, um, truthful and, and how like, where you are and where you want to be, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That takes, that takes time. It doesn't just come to you, but eventually, um, 
when you can get truthful within yourself and sit still and get quiet and just sit in that mess, like you have to be able to sit in it and feel it um, to be able to take a step forward and move out of it. Like you just don't want to feel that way anymore. And it's. I'm glad that you even thought to say it takes time because as you were speaking, I – I was just thinking like, first of all, you, even in that moment with all those things happening, you have your own stories of what you wanted so much in terms of the, the family and your son to have a father. So you're already battling yourself by telling yourself like, it doesn't matter, quote unquote, that this is happening because this is actually what I want. This is what I, this is what I want to focus on. Yeah. So you're focusing on the thing that you want and then you've got somebody else telling you, oh no, that stuff didn't really happen. So it's, it's taking that truth and it's just being covered by layers and layers of external validation isn't the right word, but external reinforcement as well as your internal desires. And that when those internal desires are in conflict with what the truth is that's actually happening, I I can't even imagine that must have been some real, real tough, honest conversations with yourself. Yeah, it was. And then it's also, it, it kind of comes back into your story. So the old, the stories you're telling yourself of for me, it was, you know, the family and having that family and that's the most important thing. It's all your needs for parents to, um, the story of the reality and then, um, the story of, you know, what your life could <laughs> look like, you know, if you, you leave, leave this situation and, you know, you, you get into that truth within yourself, um, you know, that story as well. So yeah, it, it, it's all in there and it all, it all is like an integral part, but you can't like when you're in the thick of it, you, you know, it, none of this really makes sense and yeah. back in hindsight and you're like, okay, you know, that was, that was what was going on. And this is how I can, um, know that, you know, my mess is not, um, it doesn't have to be shameful, but my mess can also translate into my message. Mm. That's kind of where I, that was a big mess and it was a big mess for a long time, but the message that has come out of that is so much more where it can, it, it's changed my life, but, um, also releasing that shame and sharing that story and connecting with other women which has led me here and, you know, um, being able to talk about it and, um, you know, meet an incredible, incredible women and men and hear their stories and, um, just transcend it into something that I never would, had I stayed in that old story, had I stayed in that environment and that abusive relation relationship, you know, you cannot, you can't transcend in that, you know, part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, so then what, this is going to be an interesting question, but then how do we know what is truth, right? Like how do you, with your message right now and with your story right now, how are you certain like, oh, this is me? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, truth then, my truth then required 
Well, it, it's just different. I guess it's different in different parts of your life. Mm. So um, my truth then, you know, was, was keeping my family together. But um, truth requires you to just, I think, sit with yourself and sit with that mess and sit with, with um, you know, getting honest with yourself. And so my truth now, I can look at it and I can... I can tell my truth from a part of my wounds and not, uh, sorry, my scars, you know, like, like healed scars. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not, they're not wounds anymore. They're not like open gaping, you know, messy wounds. It's not hurtful to touch it, but you know, you know, they're still there. And so sitting in and telling that truth, um, gosh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's freeing and it's releasing and it just, it comes from like a part of, you know, you that, that there's no heaviness to it. You know, there's no, like, there's no, there's no shame associated with that anymore. Um, you know, and maybe that's different for everybody where they, they sit and they find their truth. I'm sure it's certainly different for you you as well. Like how you I, I mean, I think we all have our own, our own nuances about it, but I think you're right. I think that there's, um, there's such beauty in the point that you made that there is no heaviness. It's, it's light because we are light. We are miracles. We are gifts. We are magic. And sometimes a lot of the time it's, you know, really transcending through those, those tough times learning from them, recognizing that they happened, but then utilizing them in a way to serve and just feeling that, that ability to do that now, because we can't serve when we're in a place of, with the wounds gaping open. We shouldn't, we're not ready to yet. And I'm not here to say either that every single thing that we go through needs to be a message or a service to others. But there are some things when we recognize that, oh heck yes, I went through that and it was awful, but it is because of what I did. It is because of how I grew that this is what I want to share with people. And this is what I want to help people through. And I think that's where truth really has the opportunity to shine because it's light and it's life-giving to both you and the people that you get to connect with. Yeah. And, you know, the truth was just during those years for me, it was hidden for so long. And when it finally just like and when I found my voice and that translated into seeking the truth of what happened, uh, there was a lot that came with that and the, the years afterwards, but it also just, you know, it just released that shame of, um, of what was going on and hiding that truth. So yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, everybody has their ups and downs. They have their rock bottoms. They have different stories of their lives, but you know, when you can just sit with that, I think, um, maybe perhaps not in the moment, um, you cannot find that truth, but you can look back and you can see where that truth was there all along. It has led you to, you know, this point in your life now. Yes, 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 sister. Because that's the thing. That's the truth. (laughs) No, but that's the truth that the truth is there all along, but we just go through circumstances that 
we forget or it gets masked because somebody who's forceful and, um, you know, just assertive in our lives covers it up for what, in whatever way, shape or form, but it's always there. And it's just ours for the uncovering. Yeah, and I think sometimes, time. yeah, you can't, you can't necessarily see that sometimes even until you hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it would have never, I probably never would have discovered that unless I had got at a, a, a very dark and like, just, it felt like everything came crashing in because at that point, that's where you have to change. Like you can't just keep falling because it, it, you know, it's like an empty pit and you eventually you have to, you have to hit rock bottom. But then when you do that, that gives you the chance to look up and Mm. climb out of that that mess. Can you bring us back to that moment, that moment where you were like, oh hell, there's no, there's no more further I can fall, but like, oh wait, there's the light. Like as I look up, there's the light. Like when was that moment for you? What happened for you within that, that opportune moment in time? Yeah. So it wasn't just like, it didn't just like, you know, sprinkle glitter and like, It doesn't happen like that. You know, sometimes we wish it would that you ask God for a sign and you say, Oh Lord, just please, please. And it it can happen like that. But I, for me, it happened over a period of time. And I can tell you my rock bottom was finding out that when I, I asked for help and I turned my husband in, it was a day that they interviewed him and he realized what he did and it, or what, what I had done that I had turned him into the military because there was so much shame surrounding that and actually speaking that truth because it released investigations and uh, it, years of this stuff going on. So um, I was a mess that day and I felt like I I lost my family. I turned in my husband. I was all these things that I had put on a pedestal, the stories I had told myself about what I wanted had come to rock bottom then. And so over a period of time, you sit in that mess and you sit in it and, and it just festers and, you know, the mess is, it it translates into every part of your life. So it translated into how I cared for my son, how I cared for myself. It affected my job. Um, And eventually that led to me getting fired from my job. And, you know, people were seeing things that were going on, but I had to make the choice to help myself. And I can tell you that um, when I removed myself from that environment of no longer breathing toxic air, and you know what what breathing fresh air feels like, what um, you can look back and you're like, I cannot believe that's what I was doing for so long. Um, you know, it, it it helps that light come through like the toxicity of that environment that I was in or what anybody is in of their rock bottom. Um, when you can, you have to sit with it, but then when you can look at it, it it helps like, like the clouds clear and that light come through the glitter that you're looking for, whatever it is. Um, and so I think it, it also seeing that light in, and sharing. So I started to tell friends about what was happening. I started to go to counseling sessions and that started the healing process too. Mm -hmm. But then 
it takes a big step to actually share on social media yeah. um, what I was going through. Um, and that kind of opened that pathway as well to just, it's scary, but I did it. And to allowing me to connect, um, you know, with these women and with you and mastermind sisters and just things that would have never been possible in that rock bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe perhaps they would have been possible, but you know, you're, you, you're just not in the same mindset of even just valuing yourself when you can remove yourself and, and actually see, see the truth, see the light. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're so inspiring. And it's just, it's incredible because you do have such strength within you. And, and now you having gone through what you've gone through and, and come out into this, into the light, right? Into the glitter. How does it feel for you to look at other women who are in the place that you were in? Are these the people that you feel like you best connect with and you best serve? Like how, how does that all align with you and what you do within your divine role as a guide and a mentor for them? It does. I have, um, it, it like through sharing, sharing my story and my rock bottom, you know, we connect with those women who are there. I'm sure that's, that's the same for you. You connect with, you know, people, those former versions of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's incredible because you can see, you know, you've removed yourself from that environment, but you can also see where you were Mm -hmm. um, and where, where they have that power to transcend where they are. So um, I do connect with those those women a lot, and you know, I help them um, to see that they don't have to stay in that mess. They need to feel it, but they don't have to stay there. Um, and you know, releasing the shame and telling your story that all kind of comes with it as well. But they they are not able to do that yet. No. Um, yeah. Uh, what are what are some things that you recommend to people um, to start releasing the shame? I know that you you've said sit with yourself. Do you, what are some things that you practiced? Journaling, meditating. What are some things that helped you and that you now suggest to others? Yeah, journaling. I'm still not a great journaler. It has to it has to feel good and it has to kind of come through. Um, and I would love to to get a little bit better at it, but, um, I do, I do recommend it because when I do do it, it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when I was in that mess, um, it was hard to, to take that care for myself, but I, I personally really like to read personal development books mm-hmm. um, because I could also see, like I could read this and I could try to apply it to my life. Um, so those I feel are great, but that that involves a different understanding. One of the easiest things to do, I think that doesn't cost any money and it doesn't, it, it hardly takes any time is simply belly breathing. Um, you know, I, I, I found that I would have these panic attacks that I didn't know. I, I had no idea what they were. I didn't, I was never having them before and they just kind of came on, but simply, um, taking the time, 
and sitting down or even in the shower, you know, if you've got kids or whatever, taking a couple of big deep breaths and holding that in for 10 seconds and releasing it um, was really powerful for me. Mm. Um, it helped kind of center yourself. I love that. I love the thought process of that. That's not even, I mean, it seems so second nature, like breathe, but actually, we actually, many people don't, we spend time, we spend a lot of time not breathing so that those deep purposeful breaths, like how cleansing. Yeah. It, it, seems silly, but when you do it, it feels really good. <laughs> and I so- just took a really deep breath because you said it. And I bet, I bet my listeners did too, yeah. because I know when I hear things like that, I'm like, oh, it's like in the Titanic when, when she, he says like, hold your breath. Like it, I, I think the whole like <laughs> movie theater yeah. holds their breath. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I find myself even doing it now. I have to in the morning, sometimes I'll do it, but I don't do it all the time. But sometimes when I remind myself just to take that deep breath, it feels really good. Um, sometimes too, trying to remove yourself from your own mess. Like, so you sit in it, but trying to remove yourself from whatever's going on. So I would, you know, when I was still in that environment, I would go for a walk or I would go for a run or for me, what was, good for me, uh, you know, lifting weights and exerting that energy, like that negative energy, um, and your rock bottom or in your mess into something else. So if that's yoga or if that's walking or if that's journaling, or if that's playing with your kids or something where you can uh, just move and get that energy out in a different way, that's not going to exhaust you at the same time. It's got to feel good for them too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You never really think about yourself in that time. So if there's something you can do for yourself that feels good, um, you know, you don't, you don't usually think about that, but I try to think of things that don't cost money and that, um, you don't usually think about and that it doesn't take a lot of time to do. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. So with, when people are asking for your help. What are some things that you help guide them through in terms of this process of, I mean, you played an integral part to your own healing and we all have to, right? But we, we align with coaches and mentors and guides to do just that, guide us through in a way that's perhaps a little bit more efficient or quicker or just so we don't feel so alone. Like what are you doing to help others when they reach out and ask for your hand? Yeah. Um, I, I've talked to, you know, so many women. And so I think one of the biggest things that we can do and what I needed in that moment too, is somebody to hold space for me. Mm. Um, I, uh, I would, I started to talk about my story, but a lot of people didn't understand or eventually, you know, I had to realize I had to get out of my own mess, but some people didn't want to hear about it anymore. Like Grace, just leave him or Grace, you know, you know, the eating disorder and the divorce and stuff. Eventually it gets old to some people, but, um, I had to sit with that mess, but I needed somebody to hold space for me. And so, um, holding space for somebody, you have to hold space for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think first to be able to understand that, but holding space for these women to allow them, you know, sometimes just even realizing that they have permission to do that um, is huge. And so, you know, I do that. I hold space for people. And then 
as well as it, you know, it's in the process of creating a community um, of, of like-minded women who are in that transcending part of their lives. So um, when you can find a community, you know, that they can say, hey, me too, or hey, like, you know, your story matters, or hey, I get you, or, you know, I'm holding this space for you too. That's just, that's so huge. And I didn't have that. And I think that's where part of the truth kind of circles back in um, that allows me to create this community for other people. Um, for other women who are also in that transcending part of their life. What does that look like for you, the holding space? Is it having conversations? Is it literally just sitting with somebody and not saying anything? Is it just the open-ended conversation of, I'm here? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's, I'm here. I hear you. I see you. Um, I'm not trying to fix you. I, that's not my, my job to fix you um, because you have to want to fix yourself. You have to make that choice. Um, but yeah, just listening um, and that whatever they're feeling is okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you are, if you want to cry, if you want to scream, if you're mad, if you're, um, if you're, uh, anything, whatever feelings you're feeling, it, it's okay to feel that. And yeah. um, you have to feel that first to be able to make that choice to want to change. Yeah. And so that's what, that's really what holding space is for me. And, um, and I think it, it, being able to do that for myself, you know, realize that I needed to do that for myself has allowed me to do that for, for other women. So maybe that looks like different, differently for everybody else. I don't know, but I found that that was what really, you know, it, holding space even in, in the group calls that we have or like the mastermind is, it's just integral and feeling seen. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And we, two things come up. The first thing is that we forget especially as crazy busy women, especially as mamas, especially, you know, all of the things, um, we forget that we're not supposed to do it alone. Yeah. We're actually not even meant to like tribes have been going back for bazillions of years. And for the, for the purpose that actually when you're down and I'm up enough to carry you, I'm going to do that. And also when I'm down and you're up enough to carry me, you'll do that. That's just how it works. We will raise each other's babies. We will hold each other's hands. We will let each other cry. Like that has been going on since the flipping beginning of time. Yeah. And so we forget that. But the other piece of it too is that in order to fully be present within the tribe, we do have to be fully present within ourselves, which means we need to take that time for ourselves. And I know that for me, I mean, you know, my story is that I just was in this push, 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 very masculine energy type mode for years and years and years. And I came to this place where I had this stirring within me that I'm like, why is this even here? First of all, I questioned it. Why is this even here? Why do I feel like I am meant for grander, meant for deeper? I'm already doing so much. I'm already pushing so hard. But the fact was I'd never given myself the opportunity to simply be with me. Yeah. And through that self-discovery journey, which can look like a number of different things for, I mean, it can, it can be triggered by 
an event or it can be triggered by a something just doesn't feel right. It's, you know, it can be anything. And for me, it was like the, all right, I am meant for more. I meant for grander and I don't know what that looks like yet, but I also have never given myself the opportunity to know what it looks like because I've never given myself more than the two seconds before I pass out on my pillow at night to just be. And so I think that the tribe connection and the camaraderie and just the souls that are able to be in congruence with each other is huge, but the only way you're going to show up for those other souls with those other souls is if you're showing up for yourself. And that does take some quiet work with yourself. It do- I mean, we've got so much chatter going on in our brains anyway. Like, why not allow our true voice to play a role in that? That's been huge for me over the past year and a half. And my God, my life looks so much different. My, my energy looks so much different now than it did at this time last year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's so powerful too, what you said. And I think it, even in just saying that, I can relate that back to our stories too. Like the story, yeah. It's yeah. all like, go there. It all just, yeah. It all just integrates back into that. The stories we tell ourselves, the stories, what our lives are like, the stories, um, you know, of connecting with a tribe and the stories we tell within that tribe about who we are and, you know, um, and, and the stories about, why are we feeling this way and what's stirring inside of me? And, you know, I'm meant for more and it just, it, it all filters back to stories and truth and, um, you know, and, and stepping into that. So how do we create the story that we want going forward and align that with our truth? Yeah, that's, oh goodness. Um, that's, has taken some work. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it comes with the realization and this this isn't something I think that that maybe society teaches you school doesn't teaches you but you can make your life work for you. You know, life doesn't happen to you. You can make it happen for you. And so the stories and our truth and making that work is how do I want life to happen for me? How, you know, what do I want my life to look like? Um, how do I want to make a positive impact in the world? Where, where is it in alignment here with who I'm meant to be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that requires sitting with yourself and it requires, you know, trial and error and trying some things out and failing and trying some other things out and succeeding. And, um, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs, but it's, it just takes time to, to, I think it really comes back to realizing that you can make life happen for you. And so when you do that, that creates the stories of your life that, you know, you, you want to live and that you want to also leave your legacy for the stories that people are going to tell about you whenever you're gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't have imagined like in a year from now, you know, those stories I think will constantly change, but you're always coming back to like a, a point of, of reshaping yourself yeah. and um, becoming better and better. Because when you hit that point 
where you want to be from now and you actually get to that point. Well, what's, what's the next point and sitting with that and, and creating those, you know, that new, new life for yourself. Yeah. But it, you, you can't tell yourself that when you're in that mess. So no. all, you know, it, it transcends to that, I think. Yeah, totally. What does life look like for Grace now? Oh gosh, it's so different. It's a, it's a complete 180. You know, I can sit here with you without any makeup on and have a conversation. Thanks, sister. <laughs> I could not have done that 10 years ago, even five years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming, I've really become comfortable with myself and, you know, in your twenties, it's different in your thirties, you know, you kind of reach a different phase in your life in your forties, all that kind of stuff. It, it all filters in, but it's just this point of, of I am comfortable with myself. I am comfortable with sharing with other people. I am looking for more to grow, spending time with my son, um, you know, building this business that I would not have been able to do five years ago, um, connecting with other women. And it's just, gosh, it's so different. It's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing. I can see just yeah. your, your, like the sunbeams coming off your face right now as you think about it. Yeah, it's, had I stayed where I was, this would have never been a thought in my head ever that, you know, I would be building something um, that is aligned with my purpose. Yeah. Um, and um, that's, you know, that's where my life is headed where it feels good. You know, you step into that truth and, and you take your heart home, um, you know, to, to who you are. Um, you come home to who you are, like Amber says, you know, but taking your heart home too, that's in alignment with your truth is, is what that looks like now. And it continues to grow, but it's so much more centered for me. Yeah. Just a, a rock bottom mess. Where yeah. Yeah. And sidebar friends, Grace is a night nurse as well. Like she's like doing it all. And it's just so inspiring because you you're owning it all and you're, you're just such a, a giver. But here's the thing that I love about you, Grace, so much is that, you know, you are wise and you know that you cannot give in the capacity that you, my friend, love to give without receiving. So giving yourself that time for the self-discovery, for the self-growth, like that's everything that, that you, you can't have one without the other. We get into this mindset of, oh, I can just give, give, give. But it's like in the book, The Go-Giver, when they talk about, can you breathe out constantly without breathing in? Nope. <laughs> you can't, you can't it's just like giving and receiving. You can not only give, you have to receive because as you receive, you actually restore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's powerful right there. Mm -hmm. that's perfect. Um, and it's, it's the same as, you know, you have to fill your cup or you have to put your mask on, you know, in the airplane, you, you, you have to, to be able to step into that truth and to help other women. You can't do it from, um, from being empty. No. Yeah. And so let's switch gears because now people are going to be like, all right, where can we talk to Grace? Where can we connect with Grace? So where, first of all, where do they find you? And I will link these in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Grace Presley. Um, I'm also, um, 
uh, gracepresley.com, www.gracepresley.com. And um, part of the community I've built and talking, you know, about our stories and um, just one, creating the conversation around our stories is um, the online community and shirts that I've created. Um, so those are in a shop as well online on, on my website. Um, but those are a couple, that's where I hang out the most. I've got a Facebook group as well. Um, you are a story worth loving if anybody is interested. But I really just love connecting um, intimately and authentically and honestly with people um, through those avenues. And can you just share a little bit behind the you are a story worth loving? Because I love that so much. Where was that born for you? Oh my gosh. I So I was sitting uh, at... I was sitting outside in my car on my way actually to go into work for night shift. And I was thinking about our stories and I was thinking how important they are and how it's allowed me to connect with so many people. Um, and you know, you'll hear like your story's worth telling and your story is worth hearing or your story's worth writing. And I was like, that's not, that's not what it all filters back into. We, I think we all come back to a place of love mm -hmm. and loving ourselves and allowing um, us to love other people. And so learning to love our story, it is worth loving. You know, it's worth, it's worth releasing that shame and bringing that back around to love. Um, yes. so it just came with me. Like it, it came to me, like your story's worth loving. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, that just never left. It, it came as a download and it never left. And so I thought, what is the easiest way to create a conversation around that? Like building a community, you know, it can happen. And that's what I, I where it's headed, but um, just, you know, building a, a t-shirt and a brand from that that felt like the easiest way and it's resonated with so many people and it's filtered into a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. we need to talk and sharing our story and t-shirts. And so, um, yeah, that, that just, it came to me and it just never left. And I think it's really resonated with more people than I gave it credit for. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of taken off from there too, which is really powerful. Oh, oh, it's incredibly powerful. And can you, can I tell you like what just came through for me? I think as to why I love it so much, especially now after this conversation, it's because it's the epitome of what we just talked about with self and tribe, right? So you, you have to start with you. You are a story worth loving. And the, the sweatshirt that you're wearing right now, the t-shirts that you have for sale, that's for you. But also the message is right there front and center. I have goosebumps right now out there for your tribe. It's like to call in your tribe. You're literally, you're wearing this to remind yourself, but also by way of that reminder to you, you are literally physically, energetically putting it in front of other people and saying, you, you too, you are a story worth loving. Oh my gosh. I have freaking tears right now. <laughs> yeah. You have, I've got goosebumps and it's that's so true. You know, I've had people just come up to me and she was in, in tears. Like it was the first day I got these in and then I was, I was actually headed to the mastermind and she just grabbed me and she hugged me and she said, I just love you. And she's in tears. And so maybe it just like she needed to see that in that moment that her story matters and she's worth loving and her story's worth loving. And it, 
that was such a powerful reflection back that, um, you know, it matters and yeah. uh, people matter. They're worthy. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's been incredible. Oh my gosh. You are incredible. Before we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you want to make sure that you just declare, get out there, let my tribe in on? What is it? Is there any other message that you've got brewing? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, um, one of the most, and I think for your tribe too, who listens, one of the most powerful things is connecting like we're doing here. We've Mm -hmm. talked about it briefly, but you know how we connected through the mastermind Mm -hmm. and how you've created your academy and your mastermind and the community that I'm creating with stories, um, finding other like-minded people who get you, even through this podcast, people who are listening to this podcast, like you are here, you're putting your time here to be here, to be present, to listen. It is so powerful and it helps so much with, with stepping into your truth and finding your tribe and calling them in and creating the life that you want, you know, just, just sitting with those sisters and be, being able to lean on them um, and see them and hold space for them while they do the same for you is so powerful. And I found that's been a huge, huge um, change in the trajectory of my life as well. Yeah. Well, and huh, it gives you again, the opportunity, you as the listener, you as the participant, you as the you of it all. It gives you the divine and freaking awesome opportunity to say, okay, I want different, so let me do different, and let me now do different with the people who have done different and can guide me through this and can hold that space and hold my hand and just let me feel loved because I'm also willing to put the love in to myself, for myself, by myself. Yes. Oh my gosh. So powerful. That's it. Boom. (laughs) Boom. Mic drop. Oh my gosh. You are amazing. So if now you've listened to the podcast, so you know how this works. I'm going to ask you a couple like fun questions here. Um, Grace, what is your favorite beverage of choice? Oh gosh. Um, Water. Yeah. As I'm like chugging my water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I put, I'm, I put some crystal light in there from time to time and I find, you know, I, I don't always drink enough of it, mm. um, but definitely water. I'll have some tea from time to time too. coffee in the morning. I'm trying to, to get away from, you know, to, to honor my body and myself mm. and, you know, adrenals and the work and that kind of stuff, but definitely it's always water. Yeah. Good one. What is your favorite workout? Oh gosh. You know, I, um, I do what feels good for my body that day. And so I, when I was in the throes of my eating disorder and that big mess, I would say it was running. Um, but I've, like I said, I've got beach body pulled up here right now. I'm Mm -hmm. doing, um, 80 day obsession and I can feel that, Mm -hmm. um, huge, um, which is good. But then there are days where I just, feel like stretching and moving my body and, um, where it just feels good. Or, you know, my, sometimes my workout doesn't happen because I can listen to my body now and just take a nap. 
And it's not. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the most profound thing ever? Instead of being in that place and I'm getting there, like I'm, I'm, I'm in it right now. Instead of being in that place of like, oh my gosh, I actually don't want to go run seven miles, AKA run myself into the ground right now, just for the sake of saying that I did it. Like, I just want to be here and like, lay down. (laughs) I just want to rest. And I think when you can get in that spot and listen to your body too, it, it, it'll tell you, it, it'll tell you in multiple ways. Maybe you're not listening to, Mm -hmm. but it'll also sometimes just stop you. And then when you respect it and you can listen and it just feels good to do that or to just do deep breathing and stretching sometimes. So it looks different for me every day. You know, some days it's a gym lately. It's been, um, 80 day obsession. Um, and sometimes it's still running. Sometimes I'll do both. Sometimes I've got all this energy. Yeah. I love it so much. What is your, um, favorite personal development book right now or podcast or, um, blog, whatever. What's, what's speaking to your heart right now? Yeah. I, I love yours. I love your sunshine. I love Amber's. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she's got some really great, just golden nuggets. Um, the Amber Lily Strum show. I love gold digger, um, podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts because as mamas, I can find that it's on. I'm taking care of Sawyer or I'm cleaning or I'm doing laundry, or even if I'm doing a workout, sometimes I'll listen. Um, and I have got, goodness gracious, I've got so many books, um, everywhere. So, and they're probably all like, one fourth red. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> into one. So um, I think I've got a journal up here. It's called Practice You, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through that. So cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, and you have a podcast that's coming to the world that you just briefly mentioned, but I want to highlight it here. Yeah, yeah. It's called We Need to Talk. And um, it's, it, it filters back into sharing your story to, you know, when you hear like, Hey, like if your mother ever told you, Hey, Jill, we need to talk yeah, like an uncomfortable, like, Oh no. But we get into uncomfortable on there and we get into the stories and um, the shame that we had and how we've released those. Um, There've been some pretty powerful interviews. There's not a lot on there yet, but um, it's coming um, very soon. So um, it, it's, it's just stepping back into the truth and getting those stories out there and releasing the shame around those, finding your voice too, you know, you're listening. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, heck yes, sister. Oh my goodness. Okay. And Grace Presley, you know, this is coming, but what are you grateful for? Oh gosh. I am, I am so grateful for so much now, you know, I am, I think essentially one of my most grateful things there are the things that I'm most grateful for is time. Um, Time is something, I just had this conversation with Mike, um, is something you can never get back. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at all of the time I spent in my rock bottom and missing out on Sawyer's childhood, um, that now I am grateful for having that time to be present with myself and return, be present with my family and spend this time also um, connecting with a tribe of really powerful women. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to even recognize that I've got that. Yeah. 
Oh, I love it so much. And for my listeners, can I just share that? So Sawyer right now is at um, baseball practice with your boyfriend's son and they're very close. And so I just, I love I love just seeing the world through his eyes in this conversation because he's out having fun. He's out doing his thing. He knows that his mama is just the most incredible, incredibly motivating, story worth loving, like sunshine spreading person to the world. And she's there for him. And that's amazing. Yeah, I wasn't there. I mean, I was, but not in the state I am now. And I've wrote about it a couple of times, how much I, I regret missing that time with him during my divorce. But, you know, he'll say, you know, mama, mama, you own your own business and mama, you know, it, it, um, you know, do you have to work tonight? He knows I deliver babies, but he also, um, understands that time that is spent with him too. Like he, it's, it's just twofold or it's multiple fold. It all just, comes back to center and time. And it's, it's incredible. Oh, good one. That's a good one. I love that gratitude sister. Holy moly. Well, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you gave me your time. And this is actually a morning that we're talking. We're talking on a beautiful Saturday morning. And I just, I can't wait for this to go live because my listeners need this story. They need this conversation and they need to start following you. Um, and you know, allow for you to guide them in their story creation process or story rewriting process. And just know that you guys, as Grace's beautiful sweatshirt states, you are a story worth loving. And ah, Grace, thank you, sister. Oh, thanks so much, Jillian. I'm so grateful for you too in this time. Thanks for having me. Love you. Okay, sisters. Well, you have a great day, morning sunshine followers, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question? The, how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best 
help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are doing that self-discovery work. And I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact, but also want the beautiful, crazy, amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the Mastermind and the Academy. So if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go, let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. We will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation. And we're going to set up a 30-minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.